Welcome to Put A Line Through, the rugby league podcast where three mates shoot the breeze about the greatest game of all. Each week they'll dig deep into the latest footy action, news and gossip to tell you with 100% absolute, no-nonsense, dead-set certainty which team you can put a line through for the season. So, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Put A Line Through. I'm Gonzo and as always, I'm joined by Rick and Pero. Rick, how pumped are you? The footy's back. Mate, I could not be happier. You know, the off-season is the uh, most barren, darkest time in the rugby league fans' uh, annual calendar. And to have some some trials back and then some more meaningful trials with a World Club Challenge, I think it was uh, it, it was like seeing a... Um, a lake in the middle of a desert for a thirsty man. So it was it was really quite incredible. Um, already we can start to see some teams starting to rise to the top, others starting to look pretty ordinary, uh, but can't wait for the season to come. Is, uh, is Austria swept up in rugby league madness? Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, walking the streets of Salzburg on the weekend and just a lot of chatter about uh, what's coming up this year. So you could you could really start to feel the buzz. You know, people talking about the game going international to Vegas. Um, people talking about can Penrith four-peat? Um, can the Tigers three-peat? You know, these are some of the open questions that I think we're all looking forward to seeing answered this year. And Perro, in the more traditional rugby league stronghold of Sydney, how are you feeling a few days out from kickoff? I mean... I, I am excited. I mean, as, as excited as one can be uh, being a Tigers fan. Um, I mean, we'll, t- we'll touch more on that, that trial. But, um, yeah, I haven't got a, a, a load of confidence going into the season. But uh, overall, just good to have everything, you know, everything's back on track. Life is back on track. We can go to the pub and watch footy now for the rest next six months. Yeah, well, I guess that's what we already we did with the trials. We were pretty eager to sit through some subpar footy at the pub. Um, well, we might as well chat through some of these trials, or in the case of the Tigers, the uh, tribulations. What did you think of the games, boys? Perro, what happened? Um, a lot went wrong. Uh, defensively, um, offensively, it was... Yeah, it was pretty... It looked. It reminded me a lot of last year, and that's that was... <laughs> It's not what you want after feeling, you know, Benji's here. He's going to be coming with new methods. Uh, we've got a new coach, basically new coaching staff and um, to be dishing up the same crap from last year. It is a trial. I'll give him that. Maybe they're holding back. Maybe they're holding back. Who knows? Maybe we, let's not, let's not read too much into it. Uh, Rick, any, any hot takes from the trials for you? Did you catch the Parramatta game? I, I did. I caught a few of the trial games. I caught the Parramatta game. I mean, uh, as Perro said, you can't read too much into the trials because we're quick to discredit the value of them when our teams lose. And then, um, you know, we can't then read too much into it when uh, when they're winning. But from a Parramatta perspective, it was pleasing to see that when you had the full-strength squad, we handled the Titans fairly comfortably. Um, I say we, like I'm a player. Obviously, this is how fans feel. But... Um, I think there's a lot of positive signs there for Parramatta. We'll talk about Mike Acevo later, I'm sure. But uh, outside of that, as a Parramatta fan, look, I, I can't see I can't see us doing anything but winning the comp undefeated. It was, it was good to see Dylan Brown pick up where he left off last season with some nice touches. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I was actually really pleased with it as an Eels fan. A lot of people are saying Titans are going to go all the way this year. Um, and I just, we breezed past them. Tigers, on the other hand, yeah, disastrous. But... Is it too soon to put a line through them? I think maybe we'll get to that a bit later. 
Um, the other big trial match, though, wasn't really a trial match, bigger than a trial match, the World Club Challenge. Did you guys watch that? Rickus, did you catch that? Yeah, I, uh, I watched that game. And I think that um, uh, here's my view on it. I, look, I think all three of us are pretty big international rugby league fans. And um, I know you guys spent some time living in the UK, so you, you're quite in tune with the Super League. I, I think with the Super League, you have some real talent and it's quite an exciting brand of footy. Uh, with a lot of these guys, they can certainly, in a one-off game, sort of muscle up against a, an NRL side, even one as good as Penrith. Uh, you know, the question always becomes, can these guys handle the rigour of a of a six-month NRL season? But uh, it's it's really exciting footy. I mean, that that try that was disallowed for Bevan French, which was the, the kick from the scrum base, you, you don't yeah, really see... Quality. Yeah, that's unbelievable. You don't see stuff like that in the NRL just... Um, you know, I, I hope that we play. I hope this podcast is like that footy, just playing eyes up footy, uh, just and just taking it as it comes at us. I think at the moment, yeah, first first episode might be a little bit like lower division English rugby league, but hopefully over a few episodes we sort of build up a bit more of a rapport and figure out what we're actually doing with this podcast. We've got a bit um, of a bit of barrow about us, a bit of Featherstone Rovers about us currently, but you know we'll work our way up into the Super League and then maybe you know we, maybe the NRL one day. Well, this leads me to the next question. Obviously, there was some chat in the week about the NRL potentially buying the Super League. Um, what did you guys think about that, Rick? Do you have any takes on the NRL possible takeover of the English Super League? Yeah, look, I have mixed feelings. I think um, we all know the NRL has a fairly checkered history when it comes to promoting the international game. Uh, I, I think we need to really preserve the one true alternative professional competition in the world in rugby league um, outside of the NRL. So, yeah, I think the international rugby league can sometimes be, it's good that we're pushing it to some degree now, but it's a bit of a joke when all the games are played in Australia and all the players are from the NRL. So having a, a bit of a different look with English Super League, I think is important. If the NRL can buy it and uh, accentuate the NRL with this, then I think it's a worthwhile exercise. So I think it only works if you start to, if potentially they move it back to being during the Northern Hemisphere winter, and then you can sort of have uh, players maybe moving back and forth between the two leagues. You can go back to what we had sort of in the 80s and 90s where you'd have players maybe do a guest stint. I mean, famously Sterling Kenny in the Challenge Cup final, I think in, was it 85? Like 86 or something like 87 maybe so i mean um you know if you can do it that way then i think it's great because the super league's always had a, a very very volatile financial situation the nrl is going from strength to strength if they can do it that way and we can get some of the best super league players like jack wellsby and players like that coming out to play in the nrl during their off season um, you know, a la Ellery Hanley, Andy Courier, guys like that from the late 80s, then I think it'll be fantastic. If it simply just turns into the second division of the NRL, then I would be against it. So uh, watch this space for me. I, I, I would love to see a strong English game. And if that means the NRL owns it and does a good job with it, then great. But I don't want it to see the other go the other, go the other way. Um, Perro, we were actually chatting a little bit about this yesterday. And I think you came up with said an interesting thing about if the NRL did own the Super League, sort of the opportunity, for instance, this Las Vegas initiative, maybe they could have played the World Club Challenge before the other two games and that would encourage English fans to travel over. What, what do you think about NRL taking over the Super League? Um, well, knowing how much of a rabble the RFL and or whoever it is that runs the Super League 
Like it, it is a, like a joke. It's like it's basically like the Tigers administration running the whole rugby league, or the old Tigers administration, the you know Pasco fiasco era. Bring back Pasco. I know. Bring him back. Bring back the Tash. Um, no, like if if they could kind of if if the NRL could take over the administration, leave it kind of as it is, get some people in there who know how to market, who know how to run a business. I think at one point there, one of their sponsors was like, not Domino's, but Pizza Go-Go or something over there. And the sponsorship didn't give them money. It gave them pizzas. Like that, oh that was one of that, their, that, that, that actually that was true? A legitimate sponsorship. They had pizzas given to like, Teams would get pizzas. It was like, that's what I mean. It's like a that's fucking like money ball where Billy Bean negotiates soda for the clubhouse as part of a trade. It's ordinary. You, you know, you know how much we hated when our beloved Wolfpack was, you know, rejected from the Super League. This could potentially, I believe, the NRL would be like, you know what? That's a big market there, Toronto. Let's get these guys back in there. We'll have enough funding. We'll get those, like as they did, sponsored by airlines make it work and then also in the in regards to the, the you know the world cup challenge maybe being on before uh the vegas game what a better place to have it like honestly that just makes sense would give it a nice international flavor because i think as you said like english fans i know well we'll get into this rick you're traveling over to vegas a lot of australians are going to make the pilgrimage for this first trip over to vegas but i think famously if you see it in soccer which we will be calling it on this podcast because there is only one football and that's rugby league. Um, the soccer fans always travel around the world to support their clubs wherever they're playing. I've seen when I was in the south of France, St. Helens were playing Catalan and the pubs were rammed with, you know, travelling St. Helens fans to go and watch their team on an away trip. So I think you would get a lot of English people travelling over for that Vegas game and it would just make it, a, if this happened, this is pie in the sky stuff, it would make it a big international sort of carnival flavor that would then ultimately put more eyes on the NRL. That's in my dream scenario, these things growing and sort of complementing each other and making them bigger. Uh, but I guess that's a case of watch this space. But um, as we're heading that way, working on these segues, these segues are gonna come smoother and smoother. Yeah. I think it might be time for the Vegas preview, preview, preview. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think about the Vegas initiative overall? Perro, you can kick it off. What did you think when you first heard about it? What do you think of it now? How do you think it's going? What's your take on all things NRL in Vegas? I mean, Vegas, it's a big city. Um, you know, all the lights, all sports go there to make it big. UFC have proven to do it. Um, so this is a great, great place to showcase the greatest game of all, rugby league. And um, I think, you know, at the start, I was a little bit hesitant about how they were advertising it and how they've gone about it. But in the last couple of weeks, you can tell they've really picked up the momentum with marketing and it's like it just looks a lot more professional. There's less, there's less, <laughs> less photos of... Uh, Aaron Woods and Spider Man <laughs> in and, and and Santa a junkie Santa without his beard on. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, the, uh, I think it's, it's yeah, it's it's a great it's a great initiative by the game. Um, obviously, it's a five year plan, and I think it's going to improve year after year. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. So far, so good. Hopefully, the games are entertaining and. Um, the the whistle is put away. Rick, you're obviously a true believer. You've you got yourself a ticket heading over there. When are you actually? When are you leaving? What do you think about it all? And then we'll get into your plans for your adventure. But yeah, what do you think of the Vegas initiative? Yeah, I think 
it's exciting. Um, you know, as we were touching on, the, the international game has been stagnant for some time. And, you know, as recently as this week, there was, there's now discussion about a consortium of businessmen. They're always a consortium. Um, coming up with an idea for the NRL USA. And um, at the moment, the USA, uh, AR, the USARL is a, is a competition that's already running. But this would effectively uh, have something that would have the NRL name lent to it. Basically, anything that drives the international game and grows, as you said, the greatest game of all for me is, is a positive thing. So I think it'll be very interesting um, to see how this uh, how this plays out. I think it'll be interesting to see how on-field performance is affected for the um, the teams that are, are participating. Uh, can the players stay out of trouble? Um, you know, these are all things that will will watch this space. I have heard quite a bit about the fact that the um, the success of the initiative won't be dictated by the amount of fans at the game. I think there's a little bit of foreshadowing there from Volandis by, you know, openly saying that. But I think it's going to be, I think they're getting, it's, it's a nice little earner for the NRL. They've obviously gone during a dead weekend in Vegas. So I think there'd be a, a bit of money being poured into our coffers for it. And ultimately the goal is to try and drive TV interest in the US. So this will be tele, um, televised on, on Fox One, the main Fox channel there. Uh, a lot of eyeballs on this one. And if they can get this as a regular thing, the amount of sponsorship dollars they'll open up in that market are going to be significant. So um, pretty excited to see it. I, I fly in on Friday and um, I've got a, a jam-packed weekend full of uh, rugby league that I'll, I'll talk you through it, it a little bit later. Why not Why not talk us through it right now, Rick? Because I'm excited to hear what you've got planned. I know there's a few... Um... A few few things that the NRL has got going on. For instance, the NRL Combine seems a bit fascinating. Did you consider entering yourself into the Combine and trying out for rugby league? You do look a lot bigger. Have you been working out and are you attempting to to actually challenge, like to do this Combine? Because have you been working out building towards this? Are you going to tell your wife that you're leaving her and actually going to take up a rugby league career in the, in the United States? I don't know if... We- I don't know if that's a compliment or not when you say I'm looking bigger, Pero, because I think we're all kind of uh, a bit of urban sprawl there. But um, yeah, yeah, I've been in the backyard with my eight-year-old son, just tossing the old pigskin around, you know. And if coach had just put me in, uh, could have been anything. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but uh, realistically, um, when I get in there, the plan is so I get in Friday lunchtime. Plan is to go out to the nines. And watch the second half of the Vegas, uh, the second half of the first day of the Vegas Nines. There's some some great teams. I'm sure we've we've already had a bit of a chat about it. So the USARL champions, the the Santa Rosa Dead Pelicans will be there. Um, they knocked over the Jacksonville Axemen in a cliffhanger last year. Uh, uh, some of the other great teams that are going to be there. You know, we've talked about the Boston Thirteens, uh, the Brooklyn yeah. Kings. San Diego Barracudas, and then obviously everyone's aware the LA Mongrels will be there. So look, I mean, I'm pretty excited to see see how these teams <laughs> perform. Um, I've got a question that you might be able to answer. I don't know the answer to this question, but the USA Rugby League, as it exists, do these teams play across the entire states? How are they funding this? Like, it's that's a, a surprising to me. They have an East Coast and a West Coast competition. 
Right, and then what? They they play a final or something like that. I mean, as much as I'm into my null, I haven't actually looked into it that far. Yeah, so they, they do have an East Coast competition and they do have a West Coast competition. And I think last year they played the first uh, Mega Bowl, I guess would be the name of it, between the East and West Coast <laughs> champions. So um, The winner should play the Wolfpack at Lamport Stadium. We all know that. A hundred percent. Friday night will be spent watching Canadian Rugby League. You guys will be happy to hear. So USA playing Canada in an international on Friday evening. And then sa- Saturday, there's the second half of the nines. The, 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 you know, when oh, can, it- I inter- can I ask, are you taking all of your friends along to all of this rugby? Like, are you subjecting them to this entire weekend of pretty amateur rugby league <laughs> in, in Vegas? Like, there's other stuff that you could... You two's playing in the sphere. You've got... Off, off strip entertainment. You got casinos. Shandol Earl is playing. Is he actually? Gladiator Shandol Earl will be there. So um, that's that's bums on seats right there. I, look, I, all of us have done Vegas the other way, and um, I'm looking forward to doing it this way. So I've got a mate, an expat friend from Canada. He's flying down. He's bringing a few Canadians who have limited idea about the game, and then I've got. Um, I'm bringing three Americans who have, uh, you know, a, a limited idea about the game. It's going to be it's missionary work, and um, pretty excited to to spread the word. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, my my hope for Vegas for the Vegas trip is that when Souths play Manly, I want Russell Crowe playing halfback and captain for Souths, and then I want to see Hugh Jackman swinging like he did on Oprah on the Flight Fox. <laughs> but not injure himself this time and take you know maybe maybe you can drop the ball and he can play halfback for Manly. That's kind of what I hope happens in Vegas. But no, it sounds like you've got a good plan there, Rick, for Vegas. I have gotta say the best thing about your trip is in my opinion, is that the Eels won't be playing. You know, a surefire way to have a good week weekend ruined is by the Eels playing terribly. So I'm I'm glad they're not playing for you. I, I will be wearing an Eels jersey and my three American mates are all wearing Eels jerseys. So I'm wearing a um 1996 game one President's Cup jersey, Stu Kelly. It's going to be... Um, uh, oh, it, quality. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Americans appreciate this kind of thing. So I'm going to be excited to show it to them, uh, bring Stu Kelly to the world. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this combine on the Saturday. This will be... I, I don't know what it's going to be like, but 25 male, 25 female athletes, and I think they've got four NRL train and trial contracts on offer, maybe two male, two female. So I think um, the the female game in Australia is less developed. So I would assume there's probably more of a, more opportunity for a female to come out of the combine and potentially get an NRLW contract. But overall, I think some of these college athletes can be pretty, pretty good athletes. We'll see how they go when they're having to throw the ball underarm and backwards. I think train and trial is a little bit generous. The thing that I heard was that they get flown out for two weeks to Australia to like be with the club and then they get set on the next plane back. It, it'll be Go fun on. just to see what they what they dish up. Don't try and down downplay this. The next Greg Smith could be out there. Um, oh, we're yeah. just wait, wait, waiting wait. for. <laughs> is it is it Manfred Man or Manfred Moore that played for the New Zealand Jets? I don't know. It was Greg Smith who played for the Knights. It's Manfred someone that did play. It's Manfred someone that did play for. Um, for New Zealand, he played one game. One, a former NFL player came and played one game for the Jets in the eighties. Manfred, someone, we'll get, it. we'll fact check it. Hit us up in the comments if we've got it wrong. <laughs> um, for all those, for all of you out there listening, 
please correct us <laughs> if yeah, we've got that one wrong. But, the, you know, from our loyal listeners, our legion of loyal listeners, just one of you, um, just get back. It's not all of you. We, you don't want to flood the comments. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, as I mentioned, the eels aren't there. They're not going to ruin your trip. It's going to be a great trip. Fantastic time. But now it's time to segue to something a little bit different. We're doing a segment here each week called It's the Hope That Kills You. And this is where I'm going to spin a wheel and each week one of us is going to have to tell a story about one of their worst uh, experiences being a fan of a struggling club. Obviously, if you haven't picked it up already, myself and Ricketts are fans of the Eels. Perro goes to the Tigers. We've had one title between us in the last, I don't know, 30 years or something? More than that. 40 years, one title in 40. So I've spun the wheel and this time the person who's going to share an anecdote of one of their miserable experiences at Fand is none other than Parison. What do you got for us this week? Thank you. Thank you, Gons. Um, so let's just paint a picture here. Beautiful, beautiful sunny day. Uh, myself and a good friend of ours, uh, Luke Morgan, uh, you know, Rob, Rocked. I think it was the last game of the year. I can't remember what season it was. Heading out to Campbelltown to play against the Cowboys. Cowboys had absolutely nothing to play for. We had a guaranteed final spot to play for. Like we were in the finals. We were in that game. We were in the finals. Sun was out, blue sky, just we're pumped. We're on the train. We're drinking a couple of tinnies. We get to the ground, pumped, kick off, pumped. And then before you know it, we're just down. We're losing. Uh, you know, halftime comes around. I think we're still in it. But uh, inevitably, we go on to lose that match. Um, at the same time, it starts bucketing down. Um, so we end up losing the game. We're getting absolutely pissed on. We go back. We get on the train. We, <laughs> we get on the train. We get off at the wrong stop. And we <laughs> ended up being like Holsworthy, like station where the, the army barracks are. And we're stuck there for like 40 minutes, like no train is even passing us. We're like, what the f hell is going on? Um, so, so we end up getting back. It, it takes us like three hours to get home and it's like raining. We're like drowned rats. We've lost. All our hope for making the finals is gone. And it was just, uh, just an absolute horrible day to be a rugby league fan to be a tigers fan but that's that's happened a couple of times for the tigers it's good it's good to reflect on that moment just before the new season starts when you're full of optimism you could end up at holsworthy yet again well that, that's a good segue then might move into a bit of a season preview now um and i think to kick that off who is your prediction to pick up the wooden spoon for 2024 daniel perison is it your tigers or have you got someone else you think that's going to take it out i mean before Two days ago, I thought it was someone else. Um, but after that performance, you know what? Can't read into it. Just only trial form. But it was it was pretty bad on the weekend. And um, I'm not going to say the Tigers because I, I just don't want to say the Tigers. So I'm going to say Canberra. They've lost Jackie Whiten. Um, they, they won so many games last year by like two points. Like a lot of those, they made the finals with like a minus like differential like they couple of games yeah i think then their luck has run out and they have a worse team um so raiders for the spoon closely followed by the tigers uh rick who are you thinking yeah i, I thought i was going to go with the left field pick of the raiders um so i'll also um i'll also go down that path i think the raiders are now competing with the tigers for the worst 
spine in the competition. Um, so I think, but well, yeah, sorry, Aiden Caesar's going to have a bumper year. But uh, <laughs> look, I think um, this Raiders outfit, uh, you know, I know they dusted up Para in week one of the trials, but that was basically um, a referendum on the strength of their New South Wales Cup team. So I, look, I, I can't see the Raiders doing too well. Uh, although, as much as Parramatta fans dislike Ricky Stewart for what he did in 2013, I think that. Um, he, he typically can get quite a bit out of not much. So we'll see how they go. Um, you know, I think the, the the Tigers are obviously back-to-back champs of coming last. So we'll see, um, you know, it's, it's their trophy to lose. So we'll see if they can maybe improve by one position this year. We'll give it a good shake. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm going to put my money on. I think the Dragons might come last. That's a pretty popular choice for Wooden Spoon as well, isn't it? I think they've had like a few injuries in the off season. They kind of haven't managed to sign many people. I'll say I'll say Dragons will take it off the Tigers, but if I actually had to bet my life on it after the performance on the weekend, it would be kind of you might have to put your money on the Tigers. Um, all right, what about uh, Premiership winners? Who do we think is going to win the comp? Uh, I think the Brisbane Broncos will win the comp. Purely just because they'll be burning from last year. They've got an absolutely gun side, like let's be honest, from one the whole team. Um, so if they keep those, yeah, injury free, uh, I, th- I believe they're going to give it another crack and probably go one better. Rick? Yeah, look, I think um, is this, this is potentially going to be Bellamy's last season. Um, I, I think the Storm, if Pappenhausen can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a tough side to beat. If you look at their what they've got in the spine there, if you get a full season out of Harry Grant, Hughes, Munster and Pappenhausen, that, that, team, that team is a perennial threat at the, at the end of the season. So if they're healthy, I think they'll be tough to beat. I'm curious to see. If, obviously, neither of us so far has mentioned Penrith, but I'll be curious to see Penrith continue to perform despite losing players at some point. Hopefully the well runs dry there. Yeah, I mean, Penrith are very hard to back against. Um, even when they do lose, every match tends to go down to the wire, except if they're playing para, in which case, obviously, they get flogged, uh, except for the grand final. I won't talk about that one. Moving on. Um, yeah, but I'm not tipping Penrith to win it all. My tip's going to be the Rabbitohs. I think Whiten's a huge signing. Best mates with Luttrell should hopefully get, well, not hopefully get him firing. I don't want the Rabbitohs to win, I want the Eels to win, but, you know, they were, they were first halfway through the year last season, then the wheels came off, so I'm thinking a big year will come from them. I'm expecting big things from them this year, I should say. Uh, but obviously I'll be praying for the Eels to win. Um, all right, which teams do we think will be the biggest improvers and who will go backwards this season? Perro? Uh, definitely would have to be, well, I have to agree with you there with Souths, because they... They did fall off the cliff. Uh, I think Latrell is looking good. He's got, as as you said, he's got his mate there. If Latrell stays fit all season, they could easily top four and give themselves a real chance. Um, and then who's going to fall? I mean, I'm not going to say Canberra because they shouldn't even been there last year. But um, oh god, actually, I will say Canberra. Yeah, I guess going from eighth to last is a pretty big fall. Yeah. Uh, Ricketts, who are you thinking for improvers and fallers? Yeah, I mean, fallers, yeah, I mean, we both mentioned the Raiders for the spoon. Outside of that, the Waz, I think um, it's a big it's a big year for the Waz. I think we'll see if they can 
hopefully capitalize on what they did last year. I'm, I'm, I'm not rooting against them, just to be clear. I think it's great for the league when they're doing well. Um, but a lot's riding on a mature age, Sean Johnson, for them to sort of sustain that success. Uh, when it comes to the improvers, I, I think Parramatta will do a lot better this year. Um, obviously, take that with a grain of salt. But just about everything that went wrong, could have gone wrong last year, did go wrong. Um, so we're hoping that Dylan Brown stays out of huge nightclub or wherever he's getting in trouble. Um we, you know, we hope some of the other boys don't do silly things like put your knees into a player for no apparent reason, get suspended for four weeks. If Ryan Madison's faced with the choice of paying a, a small fine or taking half a season suspension, maybe Ryan um, Ryan doesn't think about his maybe superannuation. Maybe we, we can pass a hat around for Madison next time just to cover his, <laughs> yeah. cover his fees. Yeah, He's probably looking for another club, to be honest. He's doing it tough. You know, Ryan Madison was very concerned about it won't be easy under Albanese or something. I don't know. But, you know, it was, it's overall, um, it was pretty disappointing. As you can ask his for- mates at Hillsong to chips and cash in. They don't mind, you know, getting their wallets <laughs> out for the cause. I would say the rooster's gone because, you know, Trent Robinson speaks French. And so that's obviously um, all that really matters for a coach. And did you know how well-spoken he is? Fantastic. So the roosters maybe. I actually, you actually stole my answers because I, yeah, I, I'm worried that the Wars are going to slip. Because I think they just had so much goodwill last year. It was the great fairy tale story of the season. I just don't know if they can sustain that. It's like I could easily see it, just things going wrong for them and just missing out in close games and sliding down. I hope it doesn't happen, as you said. I hope they do continue to go well. And I think the Eels will improve. I think we made the grand final two years ago. We've got pretty much that same team, just so disrupted last year. We'll have a point to prove this year. We we're the only team, I think, that beat Penrith both times last year. Like we have it in, we have the ability to beat the big teams. It's just about being consistent in the games that we should win. It's the hope that kills you, Gons. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a masochist. Now that you mention it, yeah, Parramatta, I'd probably, yeah, they probably will be the new improvers. I'm just hoping, um, it well, if Hayes Dunster can get his stuff, like his stuff together this year, you could really give it a shake. Um, I think the season relies not only on Moses but Dunster doing something out wide uh, to really spark that attack that the, the Eels have been been missing last last year or so. Dunster, Origin, Bolter. Uh, speaking of Hayes Dunster, it looks like Dunster's going to be checking in for next week because <laughs> Sebo's going to be out suspended. So, um, all right. Well, we're we're almost getting towards the end of the very first podcast, guys. A bit rusty on my end. I think you two are doing fantastic. Um, now, this obviously is a split round. We've got the two games happening in Vegas and then there's a whole other week until the rest of the round. So I think we just make some predictions for these first couple of games. It's also worth noting that the Tigers have a buy for this first round, 1A and 1B or whatever. So if there's no draws after extra time, the Tigers... And if you're watching the screen, Perro's screen just exploded into I know, fire. what happened to this? <laughs> That was bizarre. I think the Tigers are going to win the call. You know what? That, you know I know what that, that is? this is not a visual. This this is not a visual pod, but just trust us. Something weird. Something just happened. happened behind the Tigers me may well win the cop. Holy shit! The Tigers after round one. If there's no draws, like after extra time, the Tigers will be sitting ninth. They'll have zero for and against, and they'll have the two points for the buy. So, get ready for all those Tigers in ninth place jokes coming your way in a couple of weeks, Paro. But First round preview, 1A, Seagulls versus Bunnies. Ricks, who you got and why? Seagulls versus Bunnies, uh, I think I'm going to go with Souths. I think that, um, I think 
we we all like to dump shit on Seabold and deservedly so in many instances, but he's actually got Manly playing looking pretty good, and I think the signing of Brooks was. I think that'll be an underrated one for them. I think that he'll be. Um, I think he'll be good for them without having to lead the side around behind Cherry Evans. So, I think he'll be good. But realistically, what it comes back to is just how far away Las Vegas is from the Spit Bridge, and I just don't think that Manly travels. So, ultimately, they'll have about fifteen fans there, and I think that um, the Bunnies, you random Souths fans all over the world, um, will just roar them home. So I. Yeah, I, I think Manly will get dusted south by a couple of tries. Harrow, who do you, who do you think? Eagles, Bunnies, who you got? I'm going the complete opposite. I think the Eagles are going to pump the Bunnies. Um, no reason really, but apart from, I don't know, their forward pack is good. I do like their forward pack. Uh, and, the, the you know, if Tommy's there fully firing, uh, Brooksy's, you know, gained... Five legs since he's left the Tigers, it seems. I don't feel like five legs would be that useful. <laughs> just more legs to tackle. No, just no, but the speed, speed. <laughs> no, manly, manly, manly to thump them. I'm talking like twenty, twenty four to eight. Uh, I think that both these teams are so unpredictable. Really, like hot and cold bunnies last year. Sea Eagles, if Turbo gets injured, they just can't win a game. So, flip of a coin for me, but. I tip the Bunnies, so I guess I think the Bunnies are going to win, but I think it'll be a close one. Uh, and then we've got the Roosters versus Broncos. I'll kick that off. I, I think I expect Broncos to come out pretty, you know, fiery. They still they have the fire burning from the grand final loss still. Roosters have a really good team, but they still haven't proven. They do have a decent run towards the back end of last year, but I just still don't think that they're playing as a cohesive team. Um, I just think, yeah, Broncos will be too good for them. So Broncos for me. Ricketts? Yeah, I, I also think the Broncos on this one. I think um, when you watch this Broncos team click into gear with uh, Reynolds, Mam, and Walsh sweeping in from the back, I, I think they can just play an absolutely electrifying brand of football. They've lost a, couple, they've lost a few players in the engine room, but I still think having, um, having that experience from last year, losing the grand final, um, I, and plus they've got some pretty chic looking Vegas jerseys as well that they're debuting this weekend. So I, I think the Bronx will be um, too strong for the Roosters, despite Trent Robinson speaking French. <laughs> and Parison? Uh Yeah, look, um, I'm going to agree with that. Um, if As long as Reese Walsh stays off the bags in, in Vegas, then they'll probably go all right. All right. So we've got... All for the Broncos and a bit of a split on the other one. Well, guys, this is bringing us to the end of the podcast. It's fine. This is bringing us to the end of the very first podcast. So this is the part of the podcast where we tell it, we have to plead our case for what team you can put a line through for the season. Now, this can be any reason you want to come up with. Um, I'm happy to go first. Have you guys thought of a team that you want to nominate to put a line through? Do you, do you have an answer? Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'll go first. So the team that I'm going to put a line through is, go with me on this one, the Broncos, for a couple of reasons. No team that has ever won the preseason challenge has gone on to play finals football. So they, they won't even make the eight. Wow. Um, on top of that, I think we're about to witness what I'm going to call the, be- the beginning of the Vegas curse. I think any team in the next five years that plays round one in Las Vegas will not go on to do much damage in the competition. Um, it's impossible to say how many players are going to get arrested on this trip. You might come back with half a football team. Um, you know, we know what football is like. So I think it's a risky proposition. The Vegas curse starts this week. 
So none of those teams, you could almost put a line through all four of them, but I'm nominating the Broncos for the dual purpose of the preseason challenge win, no team's ever made the finals, and the Vegas curse. Um, Perison, who do you think we should put a line through this week? Uh, well, obviously you'd think it would be the Tigers, but again, it is a trial, and I don't want to um, read too much into that. Um, but someone, some other team actually was playing a fairly significant game by the name of Penrith Panthers. Um, they lost to the Super League champions, the Wigan Warriors. Um, I, I, I just think that Cleary... His head's not in the game at the moment. He's over there. He's over there. He's he's visiting his girlfriend. He's talking about he might want to live in Manchester and and maybe you know play in the Super League. I think he's more focused on something he wants to do with someone rather than actually playing rugby league. And um, I think he's I think he's coming into the season distracted. And um, I'll, I'll be very, very surprised if he's not ousted as a New South Wales halfback for maybe, maybe Brooks or Moses to take his spot. Panthers crueled by foul play, but like F-O-W-L. Like foul it. Luck. Yeah, yeah, really All good. right, I like that. Um, okay, Rick, and who, are you, who do you think we should put a line through? Uh, this, this might seem obvious, but it's not for the reason you think, so I'm going to go with the West Tigers. Now, um, the Tigers, obviously, in the trial form, they started week one playing like the 89 Balmain Tigers and finished playing uh, the second week playing like the 1999 Western Suburbs Magpies. But I think um, when I look at the Tigers, I actually had them uh, as premiership threats this year until a very important thing happened about a week and a half ago, and that was the return of Paul Kent uh, to NRL 360. And obviously now that... Um, the great man, the moral compass for the game of rugby league has returned. Uh, I think the Tigers are going to be battered from pillar to post as they have been every other year by, by, by Kenty. And I think that unfortunately now the Tigers are going to um, be Balmain down the drain uh, again. So, yeah, I, Kenty's return will coincide with Balmain, uh, with the Tigers really struggling this year. That's the only reason. Okay, um, that's a really good that's a really good reason as well. There, I think we've got our work cut out for us here. This is this is tough because we need we need to now diplomatically, democratically, um, decide between the three of us which one of those teams we're going to put a line through. Now, I think we can't vote for ourselves, so you can only vote for one of the other two. So we're going to try and tally them up. So I've got to choose between the West Tigers or Penrith Panthers. I'm sorry, Rip, but I'm going to have to go with the, with Penrith Panthers just because I hate them more than the Tigers. And I know that's not really a great reason, but I did I do like the foul play. I do like the idea that, that Cleary's um, lost focus um, and his just head's not in the game anymore. Cleary rattled Penrith out, so put a line through Penrith. Um, Rick, out of the Broncos and the Panthers, who are you going for? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to also go the Panthers. I just can't see them doing much this year after that loss against Wigan on the weekend. I think that the Panthers have clearly, um, they, they're going to plummet like a stone. I think, yep, you know, the Mary Fowler is the Yoko Ono of the um, rugby league world, it would seem. And, you know, the, these things are all becoming more apparent by the day. And I think the Panthers put a line through them. All right, well, we don't actually need your answer, Perro, but who, who would you, just for, for shits and giggles, who would you have put a line through out of the uh, the Broncos and the Tigers based off the explanation? <laughs> Look, I I hate Paul Kent. 
um, and I know how much trouble he, he gives us. Uh, he gives us so much grief. Um, so probably would go the Tigers on the back of Kenty. Yeah, the Kenty curse. The Kenty curse. What yeah, is stronger than the Vegas curse? The Vegas curse is improving. The Kenty curse is is alive and well. Um, all right. Well, then we have it. The first team we can say it here first. Very first podcast. Hot take. Put a line through the Panthers. They will do nothing this year. They're done. Alert sports bed. Sports bed. Even for that matter, alert sports bet. Um, <laughs> All right, well, I mean, that's kind of all we've got time for. I know, Rick, you're about to go into a meeting. You've sort of taken an hour out of your workday in Austria to do this podcast, I think. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't mention that. Sorry, I know they're listed. The Austrians are listed. I'll geo-block it from Austria so they won't be able to, they won't be able to hear it. Lose a lot of rugby league fans if it's not going around in Austria. <laughs> he's going for a jog. He's jogging and talking jogging. at the same time. <laughs> he's, been, he's been jogging the whole time. Yeah, three questions. If, if anyone is out there listening, we've actually set up an Instagram page. It's called Line Through Pod. That's L-I-N-E-T-H-R-O-U-G-H pod. Um, so if you just you jump on that Instagram page like that, you'll see when new posts are coming out. It will be weekly. So uh, thanks again for listening. Hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this. Rick, good luck in Vegas. Thanks, Pero, boys. I'll see you at the pub. Yeah, good luck, Rick. Boys, enjoyed it. Later. Thanks a lot. So there you have it, Penrith Panthers. Put a line through them. Tune in next week to find out which team is going down next.